0: Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in. Over here! With a friend and found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. My name is Mung, and of course you can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And we have some exciting news for all you guys. The Fantasy Football Addicts podcast has joined the Fantrax family. Fantrax is the home of fantasy sports with the most customization options of any fantasy platform out there. In addition to regular redraft, Fantrax offers mock drafts, best ball, dynasty, and even college football fantasy leagues. If you're watching football on Saturdays and Sundays. And right now, Fantrax has a game day experience promo running until the start of the season. Create a new NFL fantasy football league on Fantrax or transfer your existing league over and your league could win 12 tickets to any NFL game of your choice this season. And if that wasn't enough, Fantrax is also giving out $6,000 along with the NFL tickets for travel, hotel accommodations, or really anything else you want. You can find more details at fantrax.com. That's f-a-n-t-r-a-x.com. You excited, Los?
0: You kidding, Mung? I'm as excited as can be. I'm
1: juiced, juice to the gills on this one.
0: Uh, thank you uh, for uh, for uh, noticing us, the hard work we've put in, you and me, uh, Mung. We've been we've been uh, running at seven seasons. Goodness gracious! Very excited for this uh, to be joining the family.
1: Yeah, and it's hard to imagine that in seven years, we actually haven't done a mock draft episode for the podcast. Uh, But this will be our first. (laughs) Uh, We did a mock draft a couple days back, and uh, we're just going to talk through all the different picks. Uh, Not every single one, but our picks, uh, some general guidelines and tips for each round. Uh, Maybe pick out some players uh, worth noting that dropped or were values. Uh, But yeah, we're we're coming up on the season, and hopefully you guys uh, will get some advice and guidance from this mock?
0: Yeah, we've done tons of mock drafts individually. Um, take this as a public service announcement. Do mock drafts before you get to your season. There's no better way to practice for your draft, honestly. And go in. Don't. It, sure, it's fun to give yourself your first pick and get Christian McCaffrey. Sure, it's fun to see what happens at the turn. But honestly, you got to try back into the draft and middle of the draft multiple times in order to really see how things are going to break, figure out where you value guys and figure out what you want to target and where figure out how your team feels, what, what you're comfortable with. If you think, Hey, you know what? I'm at nine or eight. Do I feel like I'm going to like my team? If I grab a wide receiver there, spoiler alert, you're not, you're really not, but uh, try it out. See how things look and um, you know, get prepared for your season.
1: Yeah. And important too uh, to make sure you're doing the mock draft on whatever platform your league is hosted on. Cause there, yeah, there's a lot kind. of different ADPs depending on whether you're on Fantrax, ESPN, Yahoo, whatever platform. Um, but yeah, for my full top 200 PPR rankings. Also, you guys can check out FantraxHQ.com. That's F-A-N-T-R-A-X-H-Q.com. And I've got a series of articles as well about some league winners at each position but yeah, so for this mock, uh, we did one quarterback, two running back, three wide receiver, one tight end, one flex, and a kicker in defense, full PPR. So pretty standard, uh, 12 teams. Uh, I feel like that is what most leagues are. Of course, if you guys have different scoring for your formats, keep that in mind as we're talking through these picks. And really quickly, before we get to our mock draft, we want to talk to you guys about Thrive Fantasy. Thrive offers DFS-style contests on player props, and it's super easy. You pick the 10 out of 20 player props for the week, and each prop gets assigned a fantasy point value for the over and under based on how likely the outcome is. The more you get correct, the bigger the payout. Thrive Fantasy has over $140,000 in prizes for Week 1, including their $100,000 guaranteed Sunday contest, where first place wins $20,000. Sign up now with our promo code FFA, and you'll receive an instant 100% deposit match of up to $100 for your first deposit, minimum $10. Check it out today on the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, or you can play at thrivefantasy.com. That's T-H-R-I-V-E fantasy.com.
0: And I'm sure you thrived to beat me here in this mock mung, but uh, our listeners are going to know who won at the end of the day three letters l-o-s now in this draft um we randomly selected positions or i guess the uh the app randomly selected for us i ended up with the third pick mung ended up with the fourth so we sort of figured that there was going to be quite a bit of sniping and scratching and clawing all the way through and to start the draft team one went with christian mccaffrey team two actually went with alvin Kamara. i did not expect alvin cook to be there at three for me so I was very pleased to get my number two running back, Dalvin Cook. Um, I do not see Kamara as necessarily locked in as a top three running back. I know you don't either, Mung. I don't think you have a tier one running back. Um, I'm worried right now about New Orleans' ability to keep the offense moving, sustain drives consistently, stay on the field. I love Dalvin Cook. The offense moves through him. He's a true workhorse running back.
1: Yeah, although I will say that uh, I, I'm slightly more on Camara now that Michael Thomas is out for a while, and uh, we're actually recording right now during preseason week two during the Jacksonville-New Orleans game, and Adam Troutman just got carted off the field. So, you know, at some point, I'm kind of back in on Kamara if they have no other healthy receiving options, you know?
0: You can't stay on the field if you're only giving one guy the ball and running backs get hurt when they get overused. We see it all the time. He's not Derrick Henry.
1: Yep, and at number four, I actually got my number two overall guy in Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I I love Zeke this year. Uh, There are some injury questions with Book's history, Uh, whereas Zeke has been extremely consistent. We know he was sort of out of shape last year, but it sounds like he's in excellent shape this year. He's got healthy Dak Prescott back. Uh, The offensive line is back healthy. Look, Zeke was the number three running back in PPR scoring last year from weeks one through five with a healthy Dak, and I'm expecting another year of elite production from him.
0: I don't hate the pick. Um, Early in the draft, you go after a workhorse running back, full PPR. Certainly can't go wrong with Elliott. Um, In your spot, I think I might go Aaron Jones, but I, I know you're a big, big Elliott guy
1: yeah so the the draft went along pretty much as expected a lot of the chubb barkley taylor hill adams kelsey of course all went uh, and when it looped back around to me i grabbed another guy that i'm really excited about at what 2.09 so on the back half of the second round clyde edwards alaire is often still there on the board And, uh, you know, it sounds like the ankle sprain that he suffered in the preseason Week 2 game was pretty minor, so no concerns as of right now about Week 1. And I actually wrote about C.E.H. in my League Winners at Running Back article, so you guys can check that out for details on why I'm so very high on him to bounce back in his sophomore season. Uh, I probably would have gone with Calvin Ridley uh, if Clyde edwards Alaire had been gone. Um, But you guys can check out that Running Back League Winners article on FantraxHQ.com.
0: And at my next pick, I, w- I was targeting, starting off, running back, running back. Um, but there were two good running backs here I really liked, um, Antonio Gibson and, and Najee Harris. And there were only two teams between me and my pick again. Um, whereas at, at wide receiver, Kelvin Ridley was still here on the board with Justin Jefferson having just come off, um, and Hopkins and Brown. I feel like there's a clear tear break here, and being that it was a, this is a three-wide receiver um league, I thought that I had to go Calvin Ridley here, and I was very pleased with the pick. Um, Unfortunately, Harrison Gibson did go in the next two picks, so uh, coming on back, Dobbins, Kittle, who went a little early. I was targeting Kittle there, but uh, not loving the tier of running backs here, looking at guys like Jacob Swift, Chris Carson. I I thought right now is the time to pull the trigger and probably scoop Mung uh, in the third round with Darren Waller.
1: Yeah, you sure did. The first snipe of this <laughs> mock draft. Uh, I-, I love being able to get one of those top three tight ends in that late second, early third range. But it seems like I just missed out on them. And after the top 14 running backs is where I'm hesitant to reach for running back in this draft. Um, this year, I-, I see those top 14 all having you know, roads to top five upside. But after the Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson, those guys, I don't see that elite upside for guys like Dobbin, Swift, who are going. So in the third round, generally speaking, with those running backs gone, I'm going wide receiver heavy, and that's exactly what I ended up doing in this mock with Keenan Allen, the next pick after Waller. Uh, I I love Allen this year. You know, everyone's high on Herbert, and really, uh, yeah, (laughs) I mean— He's been so consistent. He was labeled as injury prone early in his career, but he's been a solid wide receiver one for a few years now.
0: Yeah, save for that one uh, game last year where he, where he, uh, where he uh, trolled us all, you know, right, right, right in the pregame <laughs> on camera. But past that, he nailing about as rock solid as it gets. Love it, hundred plus catch opportunity, especially in a seventeen game season in a uh, in a three wide receiver league here. Love the pick.
1: Yep, and then. Uh, it's worth noting that Mahomes went in the second round in this mock, uh, as did, and then Josh Allen and Kyler Murray went in the third round after my Keenan Allen pick. Uh, looping back to me, a lot of wide receivers went, and Kyle Pitts went uh, in the early fourth round, which again is still too early for me before we've seen a dedicated role for him. I know they've talked about using him in the slot and out wide, kind of as a wide receiver almost, but you know, still, I'd like to see it, especially from a rookie who we have yet to see an NFL snap. Um, guys like C.D. Lamb, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper all went, but it left me in the late fourth round with Robert Woods, who uh, I like a lot. I think Stafford is a clear upgrade over Jared Goff. Um, we heard tonight that Daryl Henderson actually has a minor thumb injury, so You know, it's a very dicey running back depth chart. I don't know if they're going to trade for some depth at some point, but we could see a ton of pass attempts from Matthew Stafford this year, and it's really a toss-up between Woods and Cup. but I do think Stafford's presence uh, upgrades both of those guys, so I did go with Woods here.
0: I was hoping David Montgomery was going to last out the round with uh, a lot of the teams committing to wide receiver, this being a three-wide receiver league. Um, That said... I wanted my second running back here, but the tier of running back left, we were looking at the ETNs, the Hunts, um, and with a guy like Woods on the board, who you just took, and his his partner in crime, Cooper Cup, sitting there right on the board, I did not feel like I could uh, pass up the chance to have uh, Cooper Cup, who could end up the wide receiver one in this offense. I do prefer Robert Woods, um, so I would have taken him had you went Cup, definitely there, but I like I like Cup almost as much. Very happy to have added him to the team there. Um, plenty of catch upside. We've seen uh, what he can do in that McVay offense, working out of the slot. Um, he's had he's had stretches of the season, you know, half seasons, multiple times in fantasy where he's been a you know, top three wide receiver.
1: Yeah, it really is a toss up, and we've seen a. was it top five top six season out of cup before a couple years back so you know love both of those guys if you're degenerates like us who are doing a ton of drafts try to diversify a little bit but uh, you really can't go wrong with either one of these guys
0: yep and then uh, like I said I wasn't too interested in the running backs here so was happy to see uh, Travis Etienne go Lamar Jackson went was not targeting running back this early Mark Andrews went who I like I especially like um, seeing I don't like seeing all the Ravens get hurt, but he is the last man standing right now, and he's going to get plenty of targets in the offense. Um, but when it came back to me, uh, I think we talked about him a bit in the last episode. Tyler Lockett uh, felt to me here. Um, in hindsight, I think I might actually go Lockett over Cup, but I'm very happy to have Lockett locked in as my wide receiver three. 100 catch potential, in my opinion. Boom upside, in my opinion. Not as far behind DK Metcalf as he's going in most drafts, and Metcalf went, uh, I think he went, um, let's see, second round in this draft, so very happy to have the value in the Seahawks offense there. Um, Now I'm thrilled to have as my three wide receivers, Ridley, Cup, and wide receiver, have Waller locked in as my tight end. Running back two is concerning, but with inevitable injuries to running back and this being a full PPR league, we're going to be able to scrap something together come around.
1: Yeah, please do not reach for Travis Etienne uh, in the fourth round, guys. No. Uh, Even before this foot injury that we just heard about tonight, uh, you know, that was just so, so high for him with James Robinson still there. And you taking Lockett actually made my decision a lot easier because I I do see another, you know, wide receiver tier break behind Lockett and the Tampa Bay and the Rams guys. Uh, Uh So for me, If at all possible, I want to be leaving drafts this year with one of those top six tight ends because, like in years past, the tight end position is just so unpredictable beyond those top guys. So I'm glad that I was able to snag Hawkinson here. He's got a 100 reception upside in that Lions offense that's bereft of any other talent at wide receiver, really. Even if the touchdown efficiency might not be there, the volume will be. So uh, I'm lucky to grab the last tight end here.
0: Uh, Agree there. Um, Totally agree with you. Tight end is is a minefield this year. And, um, you know, this year more than most, I think you're going to end up wasting a pick if you pick any of the tight ends between the, uh, you know, tight end seven and tight end 12. Better just get one really late if you're uh, if if you're waiting.
1: Yep, sure is. And uh, a lot of running backs won in this round behind those guys. uh, Yeah, Hunt, Miles Gaskin, James Robinson. I know this has been dubbed kind of the the running back dead zone, uh, really starting from round three to round seven, eight, because you could see guys in the later rounds like Kenyon Drake, like Naim Hines, Zach Moss, outscoring guys like James Robinson and Kareem Hunt going four or five rounds ahead of them. So I I would agree and preach that don't reach for running back just to fill out your roster. Los has got it right here where even though he needs an RB2, he's not reaching for... Uh, guys that really we just aren't really sure of the workload there Um, I will say too Jamar Chase has been falling in ADP ever since all these preseason drops I am still very high on him it might take a a few games for him to get back into shape so he's someone that you probably don't want to start in weeks one or two but he's still someone I would grab in round five and sometimes I see him fall around six so I would not be that concerned about him Heading into the back end of round six for my next pick, uh, I took Juju Smith-Schuster here, um, and I actually considered taking Dak Prescott. Uh, He was still on the board, and looking back, that's a decision I might have considered, but at the same time, because I did take Hawkinson in that previous round, I wanted to grab some more wide receiver depth, and Really, I think there is some added upside for Juju as well because it sounds like the Chase Claypool ankle injury is pretty minor, uh, but you never know. So I I do think uh, if Deontay Johnson, who we know missed a lot of time last year, or he didn't miss games, but he was in and out of games a lot, um, and then Chase Claypool with the ankle. So there is added upside for Juju if either of those other two guys were to miss some time.
0: And that left me with a decision to make. Uh, I wanted to target running back here. I saw a tear break here at running back, and I was saddled with the decision between Mike Davis and Raheem Mostert. Uh, I do think Raheem Mostert has more of the upside potential being in that San Francisco offense. But Mike Davis, in that Atlanta offense, they're going to need to try and score a lot of points. We know what Matt Ryan does. And we saw how Mike Davis filled in last year um, without Christian McCaffrey, showing some chops in the passing game. So I I went ahead and went with what I felt to be a little bit of a safer pick, but also in the back of my mind, knowing I'm going to need to try and find some other um, ideas at running back, and potentially Mostert could have fallen back to me here. I, uh, looking at the ADP in the uh, in the um, draft that we were doing, Mostert was a few more slots down, so I knew if I went Mostert, I wouldn't have a shot at Davis at this at this pick. Um, would you? I, I imagine you would have went Mostert regardless, right, Monk?
1: Um, Not necessarily, but, you know, we did this mock a couple days ago just before the Week 2 preseason games. Would you have considered Chase Edmonds there at all, given what we saw in Week 2 of the preseason, where he handled a lot of first and second down work in addition to all the third down work over James Conner?
0: I wouldn't have. Um, I I think James Conner isn't completely done yet, and I think that he is going to get a little more play. He's not the kind of guy where you can split him outside like you know, Oakland's going to be doing with Kenyon Drake. It's not It's not a one-to-one exact thing there. So, so to me, Edmonds is clearly after Davis and Mostert.
1: Okay, fair enough. Um,
0: and then around the turn went Chark Sutton, Dak Prescott, so couldn't uh, swing back to you with that one, Mung, and of course Mostert, like I said. And then I found Chase Claypool falling in my lap. Um, I love Chase Claypool. I love the mold of wide receiver he is. He reminds me a lot of... Uh, Uh, A.J. Brown, and he reminds a lot of people of of Calvin Johnson, which I love to hear, you know, of course, being Mapletron and all. So I was more than happy to grab him for my flex spot uh, or my wide receiver four.
1: Yeah, I found myself slightly lower on Claypool than consensus this year. You know, the usage just hasn't quite been there. We saw that in the preseason, he still wasn't being used in two wide receiver sets. So I I think it is still somewhat limited. Uh, That plus the concerns that potentially Roethlisberger's arm is just no longer there at this point. Um, So I probably would have passed on him, even if he had made it back to me. Uh, But of course, with my next pick, I grabbed, uh, should be no surprise to anybody here, uh, Mr. Tom Brady, who I have ranked actually above Justin Herbert and barely behind Russell Wilson, uh, both of whom went a little bit earlier in this draft. And... You know, we've we've talked about him on the last podcast, so I'm not going to go into detail again here. And I also wrote about him in my quarterback league winners article, uh, another one that you can find over at FantraxHQ.com. So you guys can check that out for further thoughts on Brady and why I think even without the rushing upside, uh, he has elite potential this year.
0: Early seventh was a little early, but quarterbacks went earlier. Um, Than I expected them to go, so was not surprised by your pick. And I, I think with the amount of quarterbacks that went, I, I think that was the right time to strike.
1: Yeah, again, on, on sites where quarterbacks are going a lot later, I would have waited. Uh, but because the ADP did have him creeping up uh, in this range, I, I wanted to make sure to grab. Him. So again, you know, staying flexible depending on the platform that you're drafting off of is, is super important. Know your league. Yeah, and, and know the league platform ADP again. <laughs> Um, All right. I think we've stressed that enough. We don't need to talk about that uh, too much. (laughs) Uh, I was surprised Trevor Lawrence uh, was the next quarterback off the board, but certainly like Lawrence and the Jaguars have a great schedule this year. Um, Guys like Trey Sermon, Michael Carter went off the board before my next pick. I would have considered, excuse me, Sermon there, Uh, but instead I grabbed the stack the Tampa Bay stack with Antonio Brown, who uh, I think is super undervalued. Again, we talked about him on our last uh, podcast episode where we talked about overvalued and undervalued players at each position. Um, Again, I wrote up an article about him as well uh, on Fantrax, so I'm not going to talk a ton about Antonio Brown here, but super high on the entire Buccaneers offense in general this year and I think he he's a strong wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside, and to get him in the eighth round as my number four wide receiver, I'm super happy about.
0: Of flux as a flex, as with a with the late stack with Tom Brady, uh, that's a no-brainer. Awesome pick. If you didn't take him, I was gonna grab him.
1: Well, I'm glad I did.
0: Yep. But who I did grab was uh, my next play to try and fill in my running back two spot. Um, I found myself looking at Damian Harris here, starting running back for the uh, for the Patriots. We don't ever exactly know what the Patriots are going to do, but Damian Harris has looked good. He did not get run as much as people thought he would last year. But we know what Belichick Belichick does with rookie running backs. We've seen it for years and years and years. Um, So so at some point you got to sort of follow what the coach is doing. Um, we've seen Ramondre Stevenson score quite a bit in the preseason. That does not scare me because I, you know, he's a rookie. I do not expect Belichick really to use him as much in the regular season. Um, and if he does, well, then he'll find his way into my bunch. Not a big deal. Um, but starting running back this late in the draft, happy to take him.
1: Yeah, this is another guy who I think I'm lower on consensus. Uh, it feels like everyone has... You know, bought into the training camp reports that oh Damon harris is our starter uh, but this is bill belichick we're talking about here how many times have we been fooled by the patriots backfield it's gonna be a committee um, week one of the preseason we saw a lot of harris week two we saw some sony michelle mixed in with the first team of course james white still has that pass catching role there it, it's still messy to me I, I don't know that i would ever feel comfortable starting Damian Harris is more than a flex play if I have no better options. So, uh, yeah, have at it. Los Harris is all you.
0: (laughs) I'll take him. Hey, with, with the names at running back that were left in the next couple of picks, James Connor, Kenyon Drake, you know, it's, it's, I had to strike. All right. Uh, Chenault, Boyd, Pittman, Connor, and then back to me, um, At this point, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 quarterbacks have gone off the board. Um, Did not want to risk the chance of some crazy team taking a second quarterback, so I went ahead and grabbed my top 10 quarterback in the ninth round, Ryan Tannehill. Very happy with everything I've seen of him. Uh, Good track record of health lately. Good team around him. Smart offensive system. Has some legs and runs the football just enough. I think he's going to be rock solid.
1: Yeah, I, I love it. He's being he's being drafted, I think, QB 10, QB 11 ADP, and he was the QB 8 last year, I think, without Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sure was. adding weapons there. We know this Titans defense is really, really bad, so they're going to need to be throwing a little bit more than in years past. I love it. I think he's one of the values uh, at quarterback this year. With my next pick, uh, I took Michael Gallup and – I really like a lot of the wide receivers in this range, which is why I am comfortable going with running backs on tight ends early in the first two, three rounds. Uh, I just think there's so much value at wide receiver, uh, even outside of these top few tiers. And, and Michael Gallup, to me, is another guy who has added upside, if anything were to happen to C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper. Uh, as of right now, we know that Cooper is projected to be ready for week one. But again, that nagging ankle issue... Uh, it is possible it could flare up at some point in the season. And then the reports, too, that Gallup is going to see some work in the slot instead of getting pigeonholed into that outside deep threat role. So I do think that he has a chance to far exceed his ADP this year.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a, a fine pick right there. Michael Gallup, I think, is... Uh, constantly undervalued and underrated uh, no matter where we look. If Dallas didn't go ahead and uh, get CeeDee Lamb on the team, I think this year we'd be looking at Michael Gallup as a rock-solid wide receiver too. Uh, Plenty of upside there in the flex, and if uh, Cooper can't play, which I think he's going to, or if anything goes wrong with CeeDee Lamb, you're going to have a great wide receiver right there.
1: Yeah, and I do think you made the right call uh, grabbing your quarterback here in Ryan Tannehill because there was a bit of a QB run uh, after this. Uh, Got Joe Burrow and Stafford both went, Jalen Hurts went, uh, a bunch of tight ends as well, a tight end run with Irv Smith, Tunyon, Higby, Logan Thomas, Uh, and then the San Francisco 49ers defense, which uh, please, please do not be taking Uh, defenses in the 10th round Uh, wait until the second to last round or so of your draft about round 14 I think is right Uh, because even though we can project uh, you know how good some defenses will be it's still hard to project how good those defenses will be for fantasy purposes because turnovers and especially pick sixes and scoring plays for defenses are extremely extremely hard to project
0: In addition to that, while, you know, Tampa, San Fran are probably going to lead the league in scoring at the end of the year for your defenses, much, much more important to that is that you find a great matchup for week one because the week one and week two, the individual week scoring matters much more than end of season scoring. So that's why me and Mung are big, big matchup players with the defenses.
1: Yep, Definitely. Uh, and then right before it got back to me, Corey Davis went, so he would have been in consideration there. We've seen that Zach Wilson has been targeting him a ton in the preseason, especially with Elijah Moore's sideline with that quad injury. So instead, I went with Mike Williams here, who is another wide receiver with upside. Uh, you know, He's been missing practice with a uh, hip injury, it sounds like, but if fully healthy, Williams has a ton of upside as the X in Joe Lombardi's offense. Maybe it's just coach speak, but we've heard Lombardi repeatedly discuss that Williams' role is going to be big and that he has high expectations for him. And there were even reports that Williams was building great chemistry with Justin Herbert prior to the hip injury. So again, just adding to my wide receiver depth in this round.
0: Not a bad pick there. Former first rounder, very talented. Hopefully he can stay on the field this year. Uh, He was, he was near the top of the league in in unrealized air yardage last year. So if he and Herbert can get anything clicking with that, he's got tons of upside. Uh, Because I started off with that hole at running back two, I went back on uh, running back here again, uh, and I'm actually surprised to see Gus Edwards still here with some of the other running backs that have been taken so far. He's going to have goal line work. He has flex upside in an emergency week. And in a year where I am not interested in any handcuffs because I don't feel that many exist this year, Gus Edwards has running back one upside if anything happens to J.K. Dobbins in this offense, which should be a top five rushing in attempts, uh, despite some vulturing, of course, from Lamar Jackson. So uh, happy to have Gus Edwards here.
1: Yeah, I took a gamble because Edwards was a little bit further down in ADP at the time. uh, So I thought that he would make it back to me. He would have been my next pick. So good for you, Los.
0: Thank you. Um, When it swung back around to me, I went ahead and uh, jumped on the homer train, grabbed Darnell Mooney in the 11th round. I I think this player has a lot of upside. I don't know if he's the best value here, if we're being entirely honest. But if, uh, you know, sits on on the bench, if Justin Fields comes on and clicks well with him, then I think we've got a great wide receiver here. Um, If not anybody past the 10th round, I'm I'm happy to flip for another player um, without thinking too deeply about it.
1: Yeah, I I like Mooney better for Best Ball. Uh, I have a lot of Darnell sure. Mooney on my Best Ball rosters just because one he is more of the the deep threat uh complementary to Allen Robinson and two because I do feel better about uh his downfield targets with Justin Fields over Andy Dalton, which we just don't know yet when Fields will start. Um And then, like I said, Edwards was going to be my next pick. But I I do need uh, an RB3, even though I feel very good with Zeke and CEH starting off my draft. Uh, I did not have another running back to this point. So I grabbed Alexander Madison, the handcuff to Dalvin Cook, uh, if anything were to happen there. Um, And then after that, uh, a lot of defenses again. Um, These are the rounds where you can grab those upside running backs and wide receivers Uh, over the defenses when your league mates are scrambling to fill their rosters it's okay to have that empty spot on your roster um, until the last few rounds just stressing that once again and then all the way back to me only a couple wide receivers went Elijah Moore we know the upside with that rookie Uh, even though he has the quad injury right now we know that he is expected to be good for week one and then uh, another guy that I've been talking up uh, as for my next pick coming back around to me Cole Beasley, who I absolutely love as the number two wide receiver in Buffalo. He's the starting slot guy there. And, uh, you know, again, a a player that I've talked about a ton uh, on the last episode. I mentioned him in a recent article as well. You can check that out on the site if you want more details about Beasley. But uh, I'm very happy with Beasley. here.
0: I was pretty happy, too. Um, Coming back to my pick, uh, I got a guy that I considered in the 11th round um, when I took Mooney. Went ahead and jumped on Marvin Jones. Uh, Jacksonville just brought him in to uh, come alongside Trevor Lawrence. I think he is a good a shot as any, honestly, to be the top wide receiver in Jacksonville. Now, who knows what that means exactly if Chark can't take a step forward, but I don't know. that. I, I've got some questions about Chark. I, I started off as a pretty big fan of his, but I don't know if coaching uh, believes in him. You know, uh, Meyer, he's not an Urban Meyer guy. Marvin Jones seems to be. And Marvin Jones has been. Plenty productive to this point in his career. So very happy to have him in the 12th round.
1: Yeah, and in hindsight, I really should have taken Gus Edwards over Mike Williams because wide Hmm. receiver is so deep. You can get guys like Beasley. Marvin Jones, I would have considered had Beasley been gone at my pick. Uh, And honestly, you know, DJ Shark and uh, LaVisca Chenault going ahead of Marvin Jones. I think Marvin Jones should be the first Jaguars wide receiver taken. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, Just a screaming value right now, perennially undervalued, and huge, huge quarterback upgrade with Trevor Lawrence from Jacksonville this year. Uh, I like the pick a lot. Yeah.
0: And then uh, heading into the 13th round, we saw Hardman go, Tony Pollard, for uh, everybody who loves the, the Dallas backfield um, suck-up, and Trey Lance went ahead. I, I had a feeling that uh, Mung was going to be seeing Trey Lance on his roster, so uh, I guess we got uh, we got sniped by, uh, by team two. <laughs> and then when my pick came up, I went ahead and hammered a running back again, just in case. Um, I went ahead and grabbed Giovanni Bernard, who may end the season as the best running back in Tampa Bay, a uh, link to Tom Brady. We've seen what we can do with what he can do with James White in New England. We know he likes to target the running back. We know that Tom Brady was excited to have Giovanni Bernard join the team. And in the 13th round, I think the value is pretty darn nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, I talked up Bernard on the last episode as well. Uh, I think this is the third or fourth snipe that you've done to me in this mock draft. <laughs> so kudos to you. And I, honestly, I, I was uh, really kind of on tilt here because. I would have been happy with Marvin Jones, Tony Pollard, Trey Lance, or Gio Bernard here. I thought one of those guys, at least, would make it back to me on the turn. Instead, you know, I was left with Latavius Murray, who I don't love. It sounds like uh, Tony Jones Jr., the undrafted free agent running back in New Orleans, may or may not be uh, you know, battling for that number two role behind Alvin Kamara. So I don't feel as good about this Murray pick as I did a couple days ago. Um, but, you know, I'm just trying to fill out that, ros- that running back depth on my roster just in case CEH isn't ready for week one, even though it sounds like he will be. Uh, certainly Latavius Murray will be among my first drops if I need to stream a defense or, you know, pick up somebody else at, at another position. But uh, that is who I was left with.
0: Yeah, um, I, I completely agree with you. I was actually a little surprised to see Latavius Murray um, get drafted by you. So uh, I, I had a feeling you must have been on tilt. <laughs> yeah, I'd... I. We're really this this season. Really, you don't hear much talk about Latavius Murray. Whereas years prior, he was, I think he was an eighth rounder. He was taken not too long after like the likes of Kareem Hunt and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I mean, part of it, too, is they also signed Devontae Smith. So clearly, you know, they're not comfortable with their running back yeah. depth after uh, moving Ty Montgomery yep. to wide receiver. The, the Saints have a lot of issues. I actually have some money down on them not making the playoffs this year. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But a, a lot of kickers. Not a bad
0: bet with, uh, with Chicago definitely taking that uh, that final wild card, wild card spot.
1: I certainly hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, a, a ton of kickers started going in this round and just, there's really no need kicker even even harder to predict than defense Uh, please please wait till the last round uh, if at all to grab your kicker we'll talk about that coming up but uh, some more defenses went here as well Uh, the cleveland browns uh, the colts defense both decent picks running backs as well um and then it, it came back to me and i grabbed my defense uh, the denver broncos who i'm surprised we aren't hearing more hype about in the fantasy circles uh this year because really the broncos are getting back a healthy von miller uh, they signed Ronald darby and kyle fuller and free agency at cornerback and they spent their first round draft pick on patrick sertain so this is a potentially elite defensive unit uh, they've got a ton of talent here and we know that big Fangio has a really good track record in both san francisco and chicago uh plus uh, like you said we want to look at matchups when it comes to fantasy defenses and they start strong against the giants in week one the jaguars in week two and then the jets in week three so i you know they are one of my biggest targets at defense this year
0: great pick uh, i was hoping they were going to fall to me um I did not admittedly have my, uh, my cheat sheet of uh, first couple weeks' defenses up when we did this draft. I, I came underprepared, but I was happy to take the Patriots. Um, they, they get the Dolphins in week one, so not the greatest, not the worst matchup. Of course, the Dolphins are going to be without Will Fuller. Um, you know, has looked sharp in the preseason, although he's been throwing a lot of short routes, um, not a ton of deep routes, uh, but which I expect to see more when Fuller comes back. We don't exactly know what Miami's doing at running back, so I think the Patriots are a fine pull for Week 1.
1: Yeah, I like them too as well, although uh, if you do plan on taking them uh, in the next couple weeks in your drafts, make sure just to check on Stephon Gilmore. Uh, He's been day-to-day with an injury, and uh, there is still the potential of that holdout because we do know he wants uh, a new contract there as well.
0: There we go. And then it swung back around to me, uh, and I went ahead and took Jason Myers, the uh, kicker in Seattle. I do expect a lot of offense out of Seattle, uh, Russ With, Wilson and company. So, And I thought we had to take a kicker, and if your league has to take a kicker, round 15 is just about the right time to do it
1: yeah and the reason los uh, mentioned that little tidbit is because i did not take a kicker in this final round uh, because again know your league rules Uh, of course it depends on the settings but if you do not have to leave the draft with a starting lineup uh, i would rather stash an upside running back or wide receiver in the last round you can cut somebody for a kicker right before the week one games so here i actually took Terrace marshall jr who we've seen a lot in the preseason he's looked good um, We know that he could be filling that big slot role in Carolina, so again, if you don't have to fill that starting lineup, uh, this is a way to potentially grab an edge, maybe a running back handcuff. We're seeing some running back injuries already in the preseason, so you never know uh, when those lottery tickets in the final round might actually pay off over a kicker.
0: I guess I should have mentioned earlier, but the key in weeks 11 through or in uh, rounds 11 through the end of the draft to me is to grab a guy that you don't feel upset about, like dropping quickly. So I I don't typically go after guys who are suspended or things like that um, or injured unless you have an IR spot. I I go after guys who I can go ahead and just drop quickly and try and grab that next breakout free agent or waiver play if there's a big, you know, injury injury heading into weeks one and two. Um, I, I don't like to tie myself to guys or uh, waste those roster spots and, and be unchanging. So if Giovanni Bernard does not really end up looking like James White sort of thing or isn't getting any play, well, I'm happy to drop him and grab somebody else. If Darnell Mooney is, you know, riding the bench, although I don't see how he could be in Chicago with Miller gone and very few options otherwise, i happy to let him go and grab somebody else.
1: Right, and I am glad that you mentioned uh, the IR spots uh, because it really depends on your league settings. I know that uh, we we just drafted our fan track staff league last night, actually, and I took two guys who I knew I could stash on IR, uh, Rashad Bateman. Um, So you're you're kind of freeing up those extra roster spots so you can get that first waiver run, grab a few running back handcuffs. Uh, You know, an Xavier Jones type. We don't know about Daryl Henderson right now. Um, or James Robinson's rostered, but maybe even Carlos Hyde in deeper leagues uh, because we don't know what this foot injury is for Travis Etienne right now. So, you know, these are the little, little tips and tricks in the late rounds where people kind of check out in drafts, you know, past round 10, 11, um, the more casual members of your fantasy football home league sometimes. Uh, but the, these are the rounds where you could potentially win your league where, you know, some people who drafted late who grabbed James Robinson last year uh, you know, in rounds 14, 15, and that's certainly paid off.
0: Yep. Draft close to season start and pay attention.
1: Yeah, but, uh, you know, overall, I, I think I'm pretty happy with my roster in this mock draft. Uh, I, I think you yep. are as well. Is that right, Los?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm very pleased. Uh, just, uh, uh, just to run from top to bottom, my quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. My starting running backs uh, to start the season at least will be Dalvin Cook and Mike Davis, uh, with Damian Harris, Gus Edwards, and Giovanni Bernard pulling off the bench. My starting wide receivers, Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett and Chase Claypool will fill out my flex with Mooney and Jones on the bench. Locked in a nice tight end with Darren Waller. And, um, yeah, that's the team.
1: Yeah, and by the way, you guys, um, just, well, I'll read off my roster first, and then I'll get to my next point, I guess. <laughs> so uh, I have sure. Brady in at quarterback. Uh, I have My starters at running back are going to be Zeke and C.E.H. here. I've got Keenan Allen and Robert Woods and Juju Smith-Schuster in the three wide receiver spots. Uh, and then I have depth uh, for flex with Antonio Brown, Michael Gallup, Mike Williams. Uh, and then in Alexander Madison, Latavius Murray, some handcuffs just in case. Cole Beasley. And then the Broncos defense. And then Terrace Marshall as a flyer late. Uh, and one of those guys. It might actually be Latavius Murray gets dropped for a kicker. Um, yeah, but probably. You know, I, I was going to say before I have read off my roster that if you guys are listening to this podcast, you're probably fairly invested in your fantasy league. But we know that there are league mates who just kind of go into week one with their roster set however they draft it. But make sure you are, you are changing that roster before week one because even though I drafted Michael Gallup ahead of Mike Williams and Cole Beasley, you know, Gallup faces the Buccaneers defense in week one, so I'll probably be starting Cole Beasley huh. over him at flex. Um, For sure. Uh, if, if that is if I'm bench, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown. But, again, uh, the draft is just the beginning, guys. It's important to nail uh, the good players in your draft, but at the same time, it's, uh, you know, stay vigilant, right?
0: Nobody wins the league on draft day, unfortunately. Nobody.
1: Yeah, what what is it? Uh, what's the saying? Everybody loves their roster right after the draft, right? Everyone's yep, convinced exactly. that, that that roster is going to win them the title, but we all know that 11 out of 12 teams are, are not going to be winning the title with their rosters.
0: Not not great statistically, unfortunately, really not great.
1: Yeah, and I mean even even if you do win your title this year, Honestly, probably like half your roster is going to be different players by the end of the season, you know?
0: I, I mean, mine generally is, yeah. Uh, get, the, get that turnover moving and, you know, filtering guys out and in. Absolutely. I mean, I, I could say, so even though I took Mike Davis in the sixth round, I could very conceivably see him not on my roster in week four.
1: Right. Well, we are going to do uh, one more preseason episode uh, right before week one. Uh, And then we're pretty much going to be up against the season. So it's almost time for football, guys. Uh, Get excited. I know I am. Uh, It just feels very different. Uh, Autumn isn't quite in the air yet. It's still pretty hot over here, but uh, it it is almost football season.
0: Yeah, an exciting time. Loved doing mock drafts. Had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun beating you here, Mung. Looking forward to beating you multiple times during the season.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> Tell them uh, where they can find <laughs> us, Liz.
0: Sure, you can find us all on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Wherever you're listening, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our upcoming podcast episodes. Don't forget, we are now part of the Fantrax family.
1: Yes, sir, we certainly are. Uh, so get excited for draft season. Week one is going to be here before we know it, and it's a fantasy world, and we're all just addicts in it.